0: Our, our text comes from Mark 12, 38-44. As he taught, he said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearances say long prayers. That doesn't mean me. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had and she had to live on." May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be the inspired Word for us today. So we just heard the story of the widow's last mite giving her last two coins to the church. And this story is strategically planted in the lectionary to fall in November when every church across the country is in the middle of their budget campaign for the following year. We're not alone in this process. Almost every church around November goes through this situation. And they planted this story right there uh, to help preachers out, like myself, uh, to help us make a case for giving out of faith to the church. And, it's, uh, and we've come to understand this story as a call to faith. And yet, I, I guess I struggle a little bit in seeing this text this way. Right, let me paint a picture for you. So here is this Jewish woman who lost her husband in first century Palestine who had no ownership of any assets cuz women were not allowed to have ownership of any assets back then oddly almost every legal code of the time gave widows the right to inheritance with the exception of the Hebrew code was the only one who denied widows this uh, particular right. Furthermore, women had no way to earn money. They couldn't hold jobs. If there was a son in the family, it was his obligation to care after the widow, after the husband passes away. The widow with no children had very few options. Uh, marry someone else, which, you know, that didn't happen a lot. Go back to her family, uh, her family of origin, which, is a shame and a financial burden to them. Or live as a servant in the husband's household. Her husband's family. Go and be a servant to them. You know, serving, cooking, clinging. The last option involves... Caring for the widow from the estate of the husband, and this is where the scribes often came in, seeking to gain from the estate of the family. In fact, Jesus addresses it in this text we read today, talking about the scribes who devour widows' houses. And scribes go swooping in when a husband leaves, is, is, when a husband passes away, and they finagle the money out of the widow. Leaving her penniless and without resource. <laughs> and in addition, there is the temple. Jesus, in the passage before this, asks directly, and uh, in, in, in all the texts before and after this story, directly critiques the temple and what goes on there. And it's right after this story that Jesus cleanses the temple, and and. Turns over the tables and makes a big brouhaha and knocks, knocks people around and chases them out with whips and turns over the money collectors and says, You've turned this house of prayer into a den of iniquity. And he walks away from the temple, never to return again. What Jesus was observing here in this story was the paying of the temple tax. Jesus is sitting off watching people pay the mandatory temple tax. Unlike First Baptist Church, right? Where it's not mandatory that you give to the well-being of this institution or to the ministries that we do here. I have no carrot. I have no stick. I have only my powers of persuasion and your faith is what uh, supports this institution. But not like that in the first century. In the first century, they were required to pay a tax to the temple to keep the things going on there that were going on. And in the context of that, we find this widow who gives everything she had to live on. And Jesus here is lauding her for her faith in God's ability to care for her. But, you know, after wrestling with this text, I'm hearing more in this story, particularly when it comes on the heels of Jesus' critique of the temple and the way in which the temple was used to keep people oppressed and to extort and to manipulate. And I think this story continues that critique of how religiosity has been used to manipulate and to steal and to keep the downtrodden downtrodden and to put money in the pockets of those who already have a lot. This is a story about faith, yes. But I'm wondering, faith in what? We often picture this woman as a cute little old lady, you know, hobbling up to the offering plate and dropping in her true coins clink clink and you know the lord will provide and she meekly walks away and everyone goes oh look at her faith look at her faith and that's a great story but i think there's more going away with it i wonder if this was really for this widow an act of desperation Here I'm down to my last. I have nothing left but these two coins. I've turned everywhere. I've looked everywhere and I have nothing. God, help me. Take everything I have, but help me. Act of desperation. Help me. I'm desperate. Take it. Do with me what you see fit. Save me or let me die. Maybe that's what that was about. Or perhaps an act of defiance. right? Here I am! You've ignored me. You've walked past me. You've spit on me. You've left me out in the cold. I've two coins. That's it. Bam! Take it! Go ahead! Here I am. Now what are you going to do? Here I am. Help me. Or don't help me. I know you'd rather. I just went away. But care after me, or again, I will die. Whatever her attitude, this woman turned to the church. She turned to the church. Here she was with her faith. And what did she run into? She came to the church full of faith, full of hope even with defiance but challenging the church to do something and what did she run into scribes who steal from widows and act all pious just for show a temple system that instead of lifting the burdens of the people adds to them by saying I know Rome taxed you but we need we need your taxes too because this building needs a little help Right. It is this lack of response to the widow's faith that contributes to Jesus' ire. And this entire section of Mark is essentially a critique of the church at the time. It is a polemic against the atrocities of the temple and the religious aristocracy of Jesus' time. They were so full of greed and so full of self-importance that they missed the ministry standing right in front of them, a widow with her last two mites in hand. Right there. And I bet Jesus was the only One who saw this woman that day. And that more than anything was what was wrong with this picture. Okay, so that's what I got out of this when I was looking at it this week. And uh, now i got to turn it into some kind of a stewardship sermon about giving to the church. And so, thinking about that, I kind of say, well, here at First Baptist Church, we really work hard to not be like that. Now, I won't say that we've nailed it every time. I won't say that there are not people who have fallen through the cracks. I dare say there are people who haven't been here for a few weeks and, and we've hardly noticed because it's, it's a, we're busy and it's hard we ha, we don't always remember the widow we don't always catch sight of her as she's pleading for help but this church goes looking for opportunities to respond to the ministry right in front of us amen when the widow comes and drops her last penny, penny in the plate either literally or spiritually First Baptist tries to take notice and tries to respond when people are hurting or in need here. When we know about it, we try to bring comfort and usually a little food, right? Whether you, whether you need it or want it, you got to have a little food with your prayer. <laughs> when people come hurting and reeling from tragedy or just the hard knocks of life. They are nurtured and supported and prayed for and fed. (laughs) And a cup of coffee. (laughs) When there are people who can't find love anywhere else, they come and they experience it here. Even the difficult ones. Even the ones who are so hard to love sometimes. Even the ones that try our patience. And yet, when we recognize this is perfect, this is probably the only place they experience acceptance and love Man, we go out of our way and it is there is there a partner out out there that we can say that we can help who are doing good work we're gonna jump in and we're gonna help them we're gonna we're not gonna take the credit we're gonna jump on someone else's good work they're doing is there a person in need of a sympathetic ear come sit next to me folks here say I'll listen. I'll I'll put an arm around you. In fact, don't even tell me what's going on. But take a tissue, right? (laughs) Take a tissue. Are there people with passion who need to find an outlet? We'll put them to work. Get out there. Bring your passion to life and give glory to God. Amen. Is there someone looking for all the answers? Well, we say, you know what? <laughs> You're looking in the wrong place, we don't have all the answers, but uh come and search with us, and we'll look together. Jesus' critique of the whole system is one that quite frankly doesn't really fit our situation here in this sacred place today. Amen. Amen and if I can turn my focus to the faith of the widow again if her act was a challenge to the religiosity of her time to put her money where her mouth was put their money her money where their mouth was they failed the test they failed they got an f but if she were here and she gave us the test today i think we'd fare better amen Yet, it's not just meant, this isn't meant just be a bat, pat on the back, right? Her faith was in God and in what God's people could do. And the challenge I offer to us, the challenge I'm hearing God give us today, is do we have the faith not only in God, but in ourselves, in what God can do? through us and with us and through this church can we like the widow put our lot in together and say to God use us in this church. Use us to transform the world. Use us to bring comfort to the widow who has nothing. Use us to bring people into a new time and a new relationship with God. Use us to help people find their way in the dark to the lightness. Use us to help people find wholeness and happiness and joy and support. Use us to find affirmation of who we are. Use us, God. Are we willing to put it out there? So if you think that this church is like the temple of the first century, completely self-focused and inattentive to the things of God, if, if you think pledging your money over the year, giving a portion of our income, you kind of go, well, I'm not so sure I see great things happening here. I'm not so sure I see God at work here. If that's you, then unlike the widow, I say to you, Dennis would kill me for saying this, I say to you, you're not required to give. If you don't see God at work here, if you can't imagine the potential that God has in this ministry that goes on at First Baptist Church, then keep it. I also say you're not required to be here. (laughs) I encourage you to... I don't mean that as a shove-off. I mean, I encourage you to find a place where you do feel God's presence. Where you do experience the ministry of God happening. Where you can imagine something great going on. Please, go find a community where you can be inspired and have passion and you want to contribute to come and see me I, I know a lot of churches I can help you find the right one and I'll, I'll wish you well but if you have felt the presence of God here if you have just felt free to even explore the idea of God here whether you believe in God or not but you felt comfortable enough to say well you know I'm feeling something here if you have seen the good this church does, if you can imagine the opportunities to change the world in the context of this faith community, then why wouldn't you, like the widow, want to give? And even give ridiculously. And I don't mean just give of your, t- of your money, although that's helpful. I mean giving of your passion, of your time, of your talent. If you see God at work here, why wouldn't you want to throw in and get a part of that and contribute to that and be blessed by that? And so if you feel God's presence, if you hear the voice of Christ today, do not harden your hearts, but open yourself up to all the opportunities and the potential and the things that God is about and say collectively use us use what we have our time our talent our treasure take it Lord use it and bring about your will bring about your grace bring about your love so that more and more can be touched transformed Brought into new life through the saving acts of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Loving God, I dare say few of us would have trudged through the snow if we didn't come in here expecting to meet You today. Expecting something. Expecting to know Your presence and hear Your Word. And if, we, if that is us, challenge us, God, to be contributors to all that You are doing in this, to join You in the ministry You're doing in this place, in this city, in this world. We thank You for the opportunity to be partnered with You. To be in communion With you and to be the instruments of your will, the hands and feet of Christ. Name of Christ we pray. Amen.